Dork Tales proudly presents Dungeons and Dragons The Reign of Emrys. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Reign of Emrys. This is Act Two, Episode Nine. Technically, it's Episode One of Act Two, but it's Episode Nine overall. So, there, that's what we're going with. All right. So, hey, welcome back. This is Reign of Emrys, and we are excited to be here tonight. I'm your Dungeon Master, Kelly, and joining me tonight is the I guess cast. You don't really have a party name, do you? No, we do not. We so barely know each other. It's y'all. <laughs> it's y'all. We're not yeah. really a party yet. No. Not really. We're kind of just people We happen who... to be traveling together, and I've hired a couple of them. Yeah. So it's Claudette and the peasants. Yeah, kind of. Hey, now. Hey, now. Mm. I'm putting myself in that. Not You're wrong. Kind of I see my brain's just like something, something the village people. And I'm like, that's not where we're going with this. <laughs> it could be where we're going with this, though. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves starting in the row. Like I said, I'm Kelly, the Dungeon Master. I use he and him. And uh, let's go ahead and go to my uh, my left, which is Christine. Hello, I'm Christine. I use she and her pronouns. And I am playing Claudette Belmont. Uh, she is our noble uh or wizard human hello amy hello i am amy i use she her or they them pronouns and i'm playing leden and merov the asimar cleric of the grave hello caitlin hello <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> you should be sorry. For my, my coffee's got milk in it so it always gets all <clears throat> Anyway, it just makes your voice huskier for the character. Oh, perfect. That's right. Uh, Yes, totally planned. Just gargle some cream before game and you'll be Batman. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Okay. I was talking about I was talking about Telford Pridery, (laughs) the human uh, barbarian of wild magic. Yay, wild magic. Yay, wild magic. All right. Hello, Robin. My mouse died, okay? I was trying to mute myself that my mouse would not move from my screen. Oh, was, was that like, your, your, fancy, your fancy mouse you were just showing off before? I didn't you... say it was fancy. I said it's silent. I said it was $12 on Amazon. It's it not Yeah, that's why it wouldn't move. No, it's because it goes to sleep to preserve battery. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, hello everyone. I'm Robin. Um, I use she, they pronouns, and I'm playing Ivy, our tiefling blood hunter. All right. And finally, in the corner is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, hello, everybody. My name's Mike, and I use they, them pronouns. Tonight, I am playing our little halfling artificer, Veratrix Soulstar, and she has a little flying mechanical rabbit named Crux. All right. Uh, so, uh, last episode, I think, I think I'm going to let... Does anybody remember what happened last episode? Does anybody want to... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember what yeah. happened because Every, we're, we were dumbasses. Everything, I remember because Mike put it in good the chat. happened, right? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, very fixed the telescope. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to look through it be, and not change where it is. And it was pointed at a, um, a fortress that Claudette's brother was supposed to be stationed at. And it was being sieged and attacked. And... Uh, then everyone started to look through it, and the uh, and then Ivy uh, threatened the information out of the scientist that was there. I convinced and him with a dagger. I didn't you threaten. you threatened him and got the information that you wanted out of him, 
And uh, then we went back to our inn, had a sleep, and the next day we found that the scientist had washed up dead, um, presumably of suicide, but we know better than that because he was actually murdered by one of his assistants who is uh, likely an agent for the Whoever. agency or for, whatever. For, the, for, some, for some order. Yeah, for some order. And so all in all, we ended up killing a scientist inadvertently because we're stupid. The scientist had some really interesting information too. So yeah. well, that's awkward. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't yeah. say it's our fault. It is the fault of this mysterious shadowy order that feels like they have to dictate the root of everything in Emery's. Are you saying that the Imperial Shadow Police are wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Claudette! The, the ISP? really need to judge stuff the ISP. on the basis of everything that's happening, it's... and they can't just engineer these things all the time. There has to be a at least a rough illusion of free will. Yeah, you we can also, totally buy whatever fast food you want. We also got a bunch of cool lore drops that coincide with Shards of Nern, too. Ooh, So cool. you should check it out. And also our Shards of Nern, because it's yep. cool. Ooh, also, Leiden totally got poisoned, but because yep. she's a coffee addict, it managed to counteract the poison. Yo. Yay, coffee you addict. addict. <laughs> That's true. All right, so folks, we're going to start the game right now. Uh, everybody, you reached level five, so you should have all your level five stuff. Everybody should have their hit dice rolled. If you don't have your hit dice rolled, it's it's too late. It's too late for you. You don't have hit dice anymore. All of wow, them good gone. thing I did it like five oh, minutes no. ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what'd you roll? What'd you roll? I have 38 uh, hit points now. It's, Ooh, it's so better exciting. Than, it's better than I have half. 35. How many? Oh, wow. 35. 35, yeah, nice. I like that you're so smug when you're at negative 10 hit points gotcha. constantly. I'm not smug. I'm, I said nice. I said nice. Nice. I was not smug. smug. Says was the nice? person who's actually died for the first time in any of our games. <laughs> I'm special. Just, I, I oh, like I'm to just like run head you're first. You're a trendsetter. Right, Wait, so. no. Um. Oh, no. Bad trend. No, Wrong. No, trend. No. Let's not follow that one. All right. So, uh, hey, folks, we're going to go ahead and start. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm not sure how late tonight's game is going to go. We're kind of just going to kind of ease into this act and have some fun with it. All right. So you all ready for this? Any questions before we begin? Perfect. Uh, Are we picking it up right after? You will discover that shortly. All right. Okay. Cool. I had I wanted to make some snarky comment, but I didn't don't have anything prepared. Well, and I can't expect you to be, like, clever on the fly. That would be rude. Honestly, that's a lot of pressure. I hope no one expects me to be clever on the fly. It is. It is. I'll send the Imperial Shadow Police after you. Do it. Do it. No, not the ISP. The ISP. Join the ISP. The ISP. It's better than the Universal Shadow Police. The USP. Oh, no. The the Universal Shadow Business. Because you never know which way they enter. Sometimes they... Ah. Never mind. But dumb USP joke. Anyway. <clears throat> ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, enough stalling. Time for the Reign of Emerys. <clears throat> to my dearest sister Claudette, I fear for the Empire. Dark tidings have stirred across the water in the form of smoke columns and chants. Gone are the sounds of life and laughter among the tribesmen. Instead, 
comes an eerie stillness, and with it the promise of violence. So too do I know that the sinister events are echoed back in the capital. Our family has dwelt too long among the halls of power for my keen observations to not notice the signs of betrayal. Whispering among commanders, secretive supply movements, late-night meetings in the shadows of distant tents. Foul doings transpire with brazen disregard for the lives of those on the front line. And if such machinations are happening at the front, I am sure that you have noticed them back at home. You have always had a keen mind that eagerly accepted the whetstone of experience and curiosity, though it has led you time and time again into danger. I pray nightly for your safety. I have sent this letter back to Duchesne with Bowdry. This letter must find you, so that our parents can prepare for the worst. I beg you to marshal our forces, call in our debts, summon our allies, and brace for what is to come. I will miss my foster brother dearly, but I know that Bowdry will protect this letter with his life. It is a calculated risk that I must take for the survival of our house. I pray that my fears will prove baseless and that I am merely providing you with the ammunition for decades of ridicule. Know this, I will gladly endure a lifetime of embarrassment if it means that I am wrong. For if I am wrong, we have not to fear. For invasion, insurrection, or civil war unheard of since the betrayal of the second emperor, Lorimus Pontax. At this current time, I do not believe that we as an empire could survive such an event. We have grown too large, too complacent. Our supplies and fuel are stretched too thin. On that note, it may surprise you to know that our magical arms and munitions have become rationed. I have seen careful stockpiling and quartermastery as my time as a soldier, but nothing like this. The Magitech is reserved for only the most dire of circumstances, and even then is highly restricted. It is if we are lacking the very magic required to run the items, which is preposterous, isn't it? Perhaps if we are able to push into Katoganian territory, we can seize their sites of power, and then perhaps... <sighs> A bit of good news, however, has just reached my ears. We will soon be visited by none other than our cousin, Arcario. I will tell him of my worries as soon as I am able. The Belmonts and Maraviks have always weathered the storms together, and I could use a shield brother in Bowdry's place in the coming days. Until then, be well, be safe, be alert. I will see you, I will see you as soon as I am able. All my love, your brother, Lieutenant Maxine Etienne Belmont. As the paper folded back into its envelope, a faint gurgle punctuated the final words. Blood was splashed on the pristine marble tile of the study floor. Bowdry Green, foster of House Belmont, shuddered a final breath through the long slash that had once been his throat. With great care, the reader fed the letter to the hungry flames of a fireplace until the words and thoughts contained within crumbled to ash. Pity, the man said as he wiped blood from the wickedly sharp stiletto on the desk with a dark cloth. If you had been clever enough to simply take the bribe, you both would have lived. 
Mm, well, what is it the Susillo wrote? The price of loyalty is paid with knives. <laughs> anyway, if that be the case, then I have quite a debt to collect. The man smiled. And prepared to tell the servants to feed the body to the other dogs like him. Across the continent, this party traveled south to the small village of Cordist. To the north, fires raged across Casluxia, and foul murder hung over their heads from their time beyond at the lighthouse. Someone had killed the astronomer, and with an urgent mission ahead of them, and no proof, they had pressed on rather than endanger their own lives. As the coach rode over the craggy hills, they watched the color fade from the landscape, like the color draining from a face. The further south they moved, the more it seemed that life itself had given up on the bleak and stony land, and left nothing but barren rock and dull gray soil incapable of supporting life as far as they could see. The mountains were old, dull, and rounded like the ground-down teeth of old hounds. They had seen the comings and goings of gods both new and old, and were monuments to ages forgotten and ages secret, and the wind passed through their humble rises and whispered curses and veiled threats. This land had seen monsters and blights and war and death. And before they were devoured by the sea at last, they would see all of these many more times. Needless to say, it put quite a damper on the ride. You only have a few more hours to go before you reach Cordist. And as you sit within the carriage and Talfrin on the outside looking over the vast gray expanse, it seems strange to know that, in theory, Talfrin, you would have grown up only a few days' ride from here across, the, uh, across on the Isle. But here, at the lower reaches of Tyrannia, there is no life. There is only... the gray. Are you talking about anything, all of you? It's been about a day and a half since you left the lighthouse. Leiden will want to talk about something, if she's able to. Sure. Um, which might end up just being her, like, trying to sitting next to Talfrin and trying to subtly as possible try and inquire about his past. Okay. Uh, so, so Talfrin, originally you were riding Wait. up with the with the driver. Would you, I mean yeah. you've got about you got about two and a half days in this in this ride though. So you probably have shifted around a bit. I guess where is everyone sitting is probably a good question to ask. Hmm. I mean, if Lita, like, I sort of expect she'll try and bring it up, and then he'll like might avoid her and sit like opposite and away. So that's a possibility. That's absolutely the case. He's okay. uh, gonna give you uh, half-assed answers and yeah. <laughs> okay, so avoiding it is. I Got think it. Ivy would have liked to try and maybe start strategizing for the upcoming encounters that we're gonna have with these beasts and the lovely doctor. 
Um, Claudette is going to be her usual curious self, but it does seem like she's maybe pushing it to try and like not think about things or not worry until proven. Um, so there, there's definitely going to be, she, she's obviously a bit distracted and worried, um, but she is going to try and look at the surrounding landscape a lot and just be very curious about what's going on around her and taking notes and reading books and all that sort of stuff. Um, Very has been doing a lot of just like miscellaneous tinkering with stuff. Um, and that must be quite annoying with all the bumps in the road too. Yeah. Um, so at one, at one point, um, she looks like she could be working on something explosive on a bumpy road, which probably isn't the best idea. But um, yeah, she's just kind of um, trying, doing her best to, to tinker with, with things um, and mumbling about how making things explode is a good idea. Um, and just being overall just not too much different than usual. She's a little bit... She's just being a little bit weird like usual. Okay. So, is is Dirk still with us? Dirk is still with you, yeah. Dirk, Dirk is, is still with you? Uh, cool. Dirk is uh, asleep against... Yeah, he's definitely asleep. Uh, Dirk is kind of leaning against the corner, like the back corner of this, sleeping and occasionally with a snort, <laughs> whacking his head against the window pane. Okay. He's I think very- at some point during the trip, Ivy's going to try and craft a way to sip some at some point, maybe not for like the whole trip. Leaden will move like over to make space for that without saying anything. <laughs> I figure Claudette also will at some point le- move to be sitting next to Vary and leaning over and kind of going, oh, what's that? So why does that connect there? Yeah. And just questioning, which and- will be great when it's explosive. And she will very happily dis- describe everything she's doing and how explosive that this that this thing that she's working on could possibly be. On that note, I'm curious oh, what no. Leiden's response is if she notices that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sort of thinking that maybe Leiden is like, maybe Vary is sitting between Leiden and Claudette. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Or it- and I'm like, kind of like, imagining like directly across from forward, Dirk, and then like a cloth cross Leiden, and then like, like Telford at the opposite corner, no. and just no. like, oh god, no. <laughs> so yeah. complex. I, I I love it. I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh hey. So, very. Yeah. How much of this is likely to explode? Imminently. Oh, um, something well, wrong. Um, if I do everything right, it won't explode at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but um. Hmm. What's that part? Um, hmm. I'm not entirely sure yet. But I'll figure it out when I put it all together more. So, um, to answer your question, no, it won't explode. Probably. I don't and like probably. That's good. Mm-hmm. 
Nothing I make explodes unless I want it to explode. Well, Do I have any most spells that I can use 90% to protect of the time. in case, just in case? Pretty, I mean, I'd, uh, give you a, I, I'd give you a warning, of course. I'm not entirely crazy. What's going just, on? Dirk says, looking around. Building hey. stuff. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, actually, that sounds like a good idea. I might go to nap. I'm tired. Mm. Make sure that, like, that doesn't explode while you're sleeping. I guess. <laughs> she'll she'll actually carefully put the, can, put things into interesting. Um, right. Uh, like she'll actually carefully put stuff away, and then just zonk. <laughs> I feel like she has a talent. She's quite the peculiar peculiar hobbit. Not hobbit. Damn it. Damn it. Nope. Bad. Bad Robin. Um, bad Robin. Halfling. Right. Halfling. Is that a colloquial term from the Science Institute? Uh, yes, yes. It, it's usually, it's not made the, the nicest term to talk about halflings. Um, yeah, it's my best. I see. But have you noticed that she seems able to sleep anywhere? Yes, it's quite a talent. This is true. It's uh, very really useful. I really we don't explode. Claudette's going to prod her away from the window so, so she can take her spot. So Talfren, are you sitting in the carriage at this point? Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. I'll be with everyone else at this point. All right, cool. So that means that Talfren is inside the vehicle. All right, put leading on attack mode. What? So, oh. tell friend. Yes. I mean, I know most people are asleep, so I mean, I, I didn't really want to bring it up in front of others, but what? what's this? What's your story? What's your situation about? I, uh, I come from, uh, the other side of, uh, the continent, and, uh, well, I come from this side of the continent, go move to the other side of the continent, and now I'm just traveling. How did you end up as a... What it, how as do I ask? He's just gonna say as a slave. Yeah. Well, that's a great question. You should probably ask my parents. Did... Uh, I forget, did we... Like, did... Was the slave thing told to everyone else? No? Okay, nope. Ivy's just kind of... Uh, only Claudette and Leiden know. Ivy's gonna like kind of open oh. her eyes and kind of. Oh, Ivy! Are there other questions? How did you meet Dirk? Talfrin. I met him in. Uh, oh my God! What's that town's name? Duchesne. Yeah, Duchesne. He, he's not also. No. Uh, no. But how did you get away? No. You know, I think the story of that will uh, take longer than this ride, so I'll have to say that for another time. I'll let you guess, though. 
You... I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. I'll let you think did about you, it. Did you, did you kill some guards and flee? Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty exciting. Did you... Too pretty warm. Did you seduce the captain of the guard and flee in the night? Ooh, that sounds even more exciting. I like that. I like that version. Let's do it. Let's go with that. You hid in a box with holes and they and someone carted you out, right? Did you fake your death? I Ooh, mean, I feel it all of the above, so yeah, that's how it went. You feel like at this point he's just probably gonna say that to everything, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is quite an interesting scenery, Ivy will say, trying to divert the conversation. <laughs> Interesting, hey? How so? I've just, I've never, I've only, I've only known the city that, you know, we, we left. We, I've, that's all I've known. It's all I grew up with, so it doesn't look like this area at all. Fair enough. Looks pretty attractive to me, but hey, whatever floats your boat. I mean, you can find beauty and everything. And as you say that, what's everyone's passive perception? Please remind me what it is. Uh, I think it might have gone up recently. It did. It did? Mine's 15. Also 15. Oh, 12. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm Mine did not go up from 12. Do you say yours was 12 as well, Claudette? Yeah. Okay, and Ivy? Eleven. For a change, I'm not a wisdom-based character. <laughs> Alright. Bringing up the rear. As you say that, there is a vibration that shakes up through the side of the carriage. Very and Leiden, you will both feel it immediately. <laughs> what was that? Whoa, what's going on? What? What? Did you feel what? that? The slider yeah. next to the driver's seat will open. Hey, in there, your driver says, Mira Rosk, the half-orc. There's some leather thongs between the seat. You might want to grab onto them. All right. Okay. Why? Uh... You know, earthworms? Yeah. Yes. Small, really things? Yeah, look left. Didn't look out. (laughs) As you do. Quite happily look out. About about a quarter mile away in the distance, there will be a shiver. A bit of that gray-brown dirt shudders and begins to flow like sand, as if all of the moisture had been driven out of it, like it was expecting a dust bowl, like it was powder and then it begins to pucker and shift and undulate and then it explodes and a creature emerges several times the width of this carriage it explodes Uh, out of the dirt 
A tendril reaching toward the sky. A tendril the size of a train. And then you realize that its mouth splits. Uh, it is a dark royal blue. Covered in spines that run the length of its body hundreds and hundreds of feet long. And story time. Yay. Uh, the, a blue version of this. Oh, oh my. That's, that's cool. Uh, that's cool and terrifying. Uh, this thing is... Ooh, does it have the exact... Uh... It is... Ooh, let me just check the size on this. Gargantuan means... Uh, it is 20 by 20 feet wide. That's uh, big. Yes, and this one That's in particular one. is about, about 90 feet long that are visible. Uh, it basically reaches up toward the sky and then crashes down into the dry earth, slowly grinding and drilling its way in, almost as if it's trying to screw through the ground with its mouth. Ah. Oh, hold on tight. But it will cap her ink and just try to look and commit it to memory. Royal Worms! It's fine. Don't make too much noise. Beyond this, basically. I'm just gonna reach, try and find the the strap or whatever to hold on to. Uh, and truth be told, there is a pair of thongs, like little leather loops between each one of the seats for you to hold on to. Um, and the more you do it, the more you grasp and pull, the more it really looks like you're trying to kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> By how it bends you over. And, uh, oh my god, we got a full hype train at level three. Thank you guys so much. That is awesome. Nice. Okay. Choo choo. Hype for the return. Choo choo. It's true. And you'll watch as that one in the distance is not alone. Another one rises up a bit smaller, and they start to cross the landscape like a pair of streamers just overlapping each other in undulating patterns oh you're lucky she says through the hole I think they're mating we should probably go um, that looks even more interested in like thing go oh, any faster Layden just looks at Claudette the what? I'm going as fast as I can. <gasps> Curly Q. Alright. I'm just gonna sit tight. They proceed to and intertwine not- with each other like like uh, ribbons around a maypole. Let's not become worm food. Yeah. Oh, they've got better things to do right now. That's what's going on. Actually, they get pretty hungry afterwards. You know, that's what I was about to worry about. Get out of here. I've, 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 I've had an incident with worms. Let's just keep going. You know what? I'd actually forgotten about that for a moment. Sorry. Yeah. More of a slug, really. but Slug worm, yeah. I will protect you from any future worms. I, I will try. Future worms. They're from the future. 
<laughs> they can drive 55. Or 88. <sighs> and the carriage continues to propel onward as the strange image of towering gargantuan creatures writhing in the distance and crashing into the barren soil flees your vision. Is there anything else that you are talking about as you make your way down to Cordist? Not a whole lot. Talvin's gonna try to sleep a little bit, but uh... Leiden keeps looking like she wants to talk, but doesn't know what to talk about. Which is probably strange, because she usually has something to talk about. Several hours pass. And as dusk begins to set in the horizon, and you watch the sun vanish beyond the distant mountains blocking the waves, you find yourselves approaching a small settlement. A series of hills. The houses are tall with steep peaked roofs. A dusting of snow has fallen since the last time you looked outside, and the further you get into the mountains, the deeper it gets. Here, along the winding trails, you will see that it's a village of maybe a couple of hundred people, barely more than, well, maybe a, maybe a town if it's if you're being generous. Smoke billows from old, old furnaces and and stone-stacked uh, chimneys. And before long, you will push through into the center of town. The horses come to a stop, glad for the rest after so long being pushed. The lather on their flanks is somewhat frosted over. And Mira hops down and begins unbridling and and setting them up to go into the heated stables as soon as possible. We're here, she shouts back at you, waking Dirk from his snore. Mm. We're here? Yes. Thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness. And Leiden's going to clamber out of the carriage and just, like, stretch a lot. Now, the town, as you see, is, like I said, maybe a couple hundred people. A lot of the buildings are boarded up. Quite a few, actually. At the base of town to the south, right where the mountain pass winds in, you see that a wall made of wood had been erected. Fifteen feet tall, some time ago. It had not been maintained in the past decade, at least, and you see many places where squirrels and other mountain critters have no problem getting through large gaps in the fence, enough that a halfling could easily fit through without barely turning sideways. The wood from those places lies rotten and dead on the ground, buried underneath mounds of snow the peaks jutting out like tombstones. What little vegetation there is here lies buried beneath the snow, little little knives of scrub grass 
hardy enough to survive the winter and just enough to provide a bit of bitter nourishment to the impoverished who can eat nothing but. In the distance, you see that there are a few a few buildings that have what appears to be some life around them. But for the most part, the town is quiet and empty, and a few people wander back and forth, keeping, keeping an eye on your carriage with a bit of suspicion. And as you're stepping out, Leiden, can you do me a favor and make me a con save? Sure. Um, also keep in mind that there was mention of the respirators, and she's probably pulling that out, but probably not as immediately as she should have. Okay. Uh, con save, you say? Mm-hmm. How's an 11? An 11, okay. Uh, at this distance, uh, your lungs are going to start to itch. In that case, immediately pulling out the respirator. We have four of them, I think? Uh, you have four of them. As Mira turns to you, you notice that she's pulled the kerchief around her neck, up around her nose and mouth. Yeah, you probably want to cover your mouth. There's a bunch of shit in the air. She gestures to the motes of kind of slightly green-tinged coal dust that floats down mm. in little, almost like greenish-black motes of snow. Flakes. They cover everything here. But as soon as they touch the snow, they seem to be absorbed in. The snow here isn't white. It's kind of a muddy gray. Like the kind that you would get back in the capital on the freak occasions where it would snow. And soon the soot from the factories and soot from the traffic and horses and carriages and carts would eventually turn into a rusted out gray color a dinge but here even the even the virgin snow has that hue to it in the distance a dog barks hoarsely you should probably get set up there are a couple of places in town you can go um uh if I remember correctly, there's the, on the edge, there's Seaside. It's a bed and breakfast. Um, the pub here is called Stone and Steed, mm. she says. And uh, um, there's also Crowder's Boarding House. Place where miners mm-hmm. usually stay, or like is used to stay. Mm. Okay. Um... I was also directed to check the general store to see if we can get any more respirators. I think we're a couple shy. Yeah, probably. Um, Here. General store. Yeah, this place looks pretty healthy. Up the alley there next to uh, uh, next to that clock shop. Okay. Okay, good. Um, and Leiden's gonna pass the respirators out to... I think she'll give them to. She'll start with Claudette, and then she'll probably pass the one to to Vary and Ivy. Yeah. Or actually, no. Does Ivy have her scarf? Yeah, Ivy has her scarf on, so she does. Will probably... Dirk have anything? Because otherwise, she's giving it to Dirk because Dirk seems like he's gonna fall apart if something happens to him. Like uh, <laughs> that's completely Dirk, fair. <laughs> Dirk has a scarf. 
Okay, in that case, yeah, in that case, Ivy gets it. Well, I have my scarf, Telfrin. You should have it. The respirator. Oh, I... No, that's alright. Can I go I'll and get more? This. this is just temporary. Okay. Oh, hopefully. But I appreciate that. Thank so, you. where are we going? Look, The I... general store. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go to the general store to see if we can get more. Um, but we should find somewhere to... I guess get... Rumors or things? Rumor? Okay. Well, tell you what, I'll start looking for rooms, okay? That's also an option. So, what do you think? The boarding house or the bed and breakfast? I'm thinking the bed and back breakfast. Okay, I'm gonna go see where that is. You said seaside? It's down there on the left. Okay, I'm gonna go down there on the left. I'll, I'll join. Sure. Uh, yeah, Ivy's gonna like look at her feet for a second. Uh, sure. Uh, let's go. And uh, grabbing his meager luggage, uh, Dirk is going to begin to head off down the uh, down over and down the left the left alley there toward the uh, toward some of the cliff faces. Very, you're following. Yep. The snow here is uh, enough that it's going to give you a little bit of trouble just kind of making your way through it, because it's about twice as deep to you as it is to everybody else. <laughs> so what were it you building? What were you building in there? He says to you. Oh. Um. Uh, I guess kind of a grenade. Why were you building a? You know, like it was really jangly in there, right? Like you could have blown us up. No, I wouldn't have blown us up. I'm too good for that. You know how many people I know that, like, thought they could juggle knives? Do you know the knife game? Well, I wouldn't try to juggle knives. Because I'm be not good at juggling knives. I was being I metaphorical. Am. What I am good at is making things explode and, by proxy, making things not explode when I don't want them to. Okay. But if you ever blow me up, I'm going to be I'm going to be upset. That's valid. Okay. Before long, the two of you are going to find your way to the foot of what probably at one time was the seaside bed and breakfast. Sure enough, it is seaside in this town, which is perched on these dull mountain ranges some hundreds of feet above the crashing waters below. Time has eroded through much of this place's splendor, and now it hangs slightly over the edge of the bluff. You can see the old beams that hold up the probably is the back dining room that dangles over the perch. The windows and doors are boarded up. Well, shit. Okay, now what? Well, I guess it's the other one then. That sucks. Okay, well, it could be worse. We could have to, uh, you know, sleep in the carriage. 
Stack, <laughs> stack like firewood. Well, I guess let's head back then. Meanwhile, the rest of you make your way down to the general store, which is open. It's a long, squat building with an equally sharp roof. Large mounds of this gray snow pool on either side of it, like, like bookends, holding it in place. The snow piles up so high that new snow has difficulty falling from it, propped up by what lies beneath. As soon as you open the front door, a belch of hot air hits you directly in the face, and you see that at the center of this room, which is several concentric rings of merchandise, is a squat old dwarf stoking the fire of a central furnace. Hello? Mm. Who's that? Hello? Uh, customers? Oh, uh, just a moment. Just a moment. He says, uh, fastening up his overalls again from where he was letting his beer belly hang low. <laughs> he sucks back in, informing an impressive false physique for a moment before he lets himself go to seed again as the latch takes hold at the top of his bib button. He stands up, wipes his sweaty brow with a rag, and you see that he has a fiery red corona of hair around this, almost like a tonsure. His beard is well braided and tucked into his shirt, and as he turns around, you can see that it as well is gleaming with sweat. Hey, he looks at you with, uh, with a scarred, well-ruddied face, full of blood vessels broken by accomplished drinking. Hey, I'm... so, welcome, welcome to the general store. Happy to help you. Um... My, my name is Sax. This is my establishment. Hello. Oh, um, I was... I was told to ask for someone named Sigolia. Ah, Sigolia. Ah, that's my partner in the business. She's not working tonight. Ah. Alright, I just, um... It was a name I was given. I was told we might be able to find respirators here. Aye, I've got some. What's it worth to How much are they? Aye, what are they worth to you? In sight! <laughs> Leiden doesn't do bartering. Or uh, negotiation. She should, but this is a little... Wasn't really expecting it, I don't think. Do it. Insight's good? Okay. Insight's good. What the shit? Not 20! <laughs> Not 20. What the shit? Great, 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 great. So... 28. Uh, honestly, like a respirator, like the respirators here are basically kind of like fancy, fancy, like, like the masks that we're wearing right now in reality. Yeah. So it just like helps a little bit of the larger particle things, basically. Etc. Right. 
Yeah, basically. It's just more yeah. or less like cheesecloth, right? Yeah. Like fancy cheesecloth. Yay! <laughs> or vellum or something like that. It's breathable fabric with like a filter. Yeah. Honestly, like no more than a gold. You'd say you can probably get it for about seven or eight silver. She'll say, okay. Um, seven silver a piece. Seven silver! These are worth at least two gold pieces. That's you, absolutely ridiculous. I so's coming to court us without any respirators. I mean, we came with four. We just need two more. Oh, well, look at that. I just happen to have the only two in town. Only two, do you? Interesting. Hmm. Well, I suppose we can make do with scarves. Oh, uh, yeah, if you yeah, want well, to, if you want to get this. green lung. If you want it to rot out beneath you, and if you want to not have anything to breathe Well, you're with. trying to rob us of all our ability to, of all our money here, so we wouldn't even have anywhere you. to stay. But and then you act as if you're concerned for us. If we keep going on, I'm going to try to do an intimidation check. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> was originally going to do a... She was originally going to start with a persuasion. Uh, uh, is it going to be intimidation? Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll start with persuasion. We'll can I start with persuasion? You can start with persuasion. You can also you can finish. All right. She's trying with persuasion. The no, whole She's basically trying to pull... I'm be... really absolutely failing at expressing it, but the whole idea of, like, trying to... Ah, yes, you sound so concerned for us, yet... <laughs> Rob us of all of our. <laughs> How are all we supposed to pay for somewhere to stay? At this rate, we'll be sleeping outdoors, kind of thing. Oh crap! Well, I rolled a six, so that's only a fourteen. Ah, uh, well, it's a free country. If you want to go sleep in the snow and the core, then it's your responsibility to. Or you're, uh, you're, um, I, uh, how, how about eight silver? Uh, where's my flask? Where, where is it? He starts, he ignores you at that point, dropping to his knees and scouring around near the fireplace. Mm. Right. Telephone's going to do an intimidation check because it's gone on too long. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so he is crawling around on the floor, moving stools, looking for a flask, a gourd, something with it. Can Ivy look for some sort of flask or gourd around? Yes, you may. You can make me an investigation roll. Sweet. Uh, and Talfrin, go ahead if you're going intimidation. I got 24. All right, so he is crawling around, not paying attention to you. What are you going to do? Go knock him <laughs> over and him. step on him or something? Or No, he's just going to stamp right beside him. <laughs> are you <sighs> trying to swindle this lovely lady, either out of her money or out of her life? That's a woman? I didn't know that they made horses' asses in white. You're a tall piece of shit. He's gonna grab him by the collar. Uncivilized. <sighs> oh. Now listen here, you don't speak to people like that. He's gonna toss him back down. Oh, that seems like I do. 
Uh, you don't manhandle me. You have to be a man to do that. <laughs> uh, You're one uh, to talk. It, I'm not a man, I'm a dwarf. Uh, you touch me again, you tall bitch. I'll knock you around just like I'd knock around your mom. Yeah, all right. Uh, Ivy, what'd you get on your roll? 17. 17? Uh, as you do, uh, you're going to look and find that uh, the flask is laying basically right beneath the pegs of his chair that he was sitting on. She'll pick it up. Okay. And uh, as as he is saying that to you, Talfrin, he's going to... <laughs> <sighs> Fuck your tall. Dude, I... <clears throat> tall and stupid kind of mutters under his breath you realize that the, the gravity of your presence is slowly started to work through his drunkenness <clears throat> and he's kind of realized that, uh, that that sense of invincibility that comes with being that many sheets to the wind has kind of fallen away now that he's taken a third look at you <laughs> But you also think he might try to bite you if you try too hard. Uh, so just, just. A rated. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I, I. All right, Ivy. Looking what are you for doing? this? Oh, she's just gonna grab the flask. Is there anything in it? Uh, yeah. Is it full? It, it full. is not full. It is probably oh, yeah. about a quarter full at this point. It's a mm -hmm. large. It's a large copper flask that uh, is decorated with a number of dwarven insignias, including a, a spoked wheel. Hey. That's... That's my flask. You, you give that back. Yes. But I feel like I should get a finder's fee for finding this for you. Or... Or... How about... Seven silver per map per respirator. Exactly what I was gonna say. It's highway robbery, and you're trying to rob me in my own shop. We're not trying to rob you. I, we're trying to give you money. There's no one here. How many customers are you getting today? I am getting enough. Yes, about three quarters of a flask enough, aren't you? Um, as you're saying that, the uh, the front door cracks open. Oh, sorry, Talfrin, were you raising your hand to say something? I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, is there like maybe like a ledger around? See if we could, if he actually gets a whole lot of customers. It does not appear like there is a lot of custom mm. happening here. Yeah. Uh, but as you are looking around and seeing that, like, <laughs> it doesn't look like a lot of this merchandise has been cleaned or tidied in quite some time. Uh, let alone sold. There are, there are very few gaps on the dusty shelves. Mm. And uh, as as you... Pardon me one sec. Uh, remind me, what was the name of the person that you were looking for? Sigolia. Cool. Flavia sent us. Did anybody describe... Did uh, Flavia describe what Sigolia looks like? I don't think so. Sounds good. I don't All remember right. her being described. Which, by the yeah. way, Claudette didn't go with them here. Okay. okay. Well, I'll be. Fair. Where Where yeah. did Claudette go? 
Um, I think she just kind of wandered off. Sounds oh, good. Oh no, Leighton wasn't oh. paying attention. No. <laughs> the door um. cracks open behind you, and you turn, expecting to see Claudette. Instead, what you see is a uh, a person who's standing about uh, just a little bit under six feet tall, willowy, reedy, but a little bit broad of shoulder, like a um, maybe an elf. A tiny bit broad of shoulder compared to the narrowness of the hips. They walk in, a little bit of fur lining their long jacket, which is pulled up around them to buffet away the cold. Sweeping their hair back reveals a um, um, a very uh, kind of a, a broad a, mm, a broad pair of lips with high cheekbones and an A set of long elven ears jut through silvered hair, not much similar from your own. The voice that comes out is practiced and high. Sax, are you giving them trouble? It's not... There's a deep timber to the voice beneath that sharpness from beneath that uh, that lilting high pitch and you think that um, you think that definitely there is a, a strained power dynamic between the two of them uh, Sax will stumble back and uh, and look up uh, uh, yeah they were just looking for you uh, are the you person. Sigolia? I am yes the oh. person turns and looks toward you I was coming to check in and lock up the shop. Is the furnace fixed? Sax? Uh, I, I should be working. Just, just fine. Just fine. Good. Segolia sloughs off their jacket and hangs it next to the door and wanders back. Uh, how can I help you? We were sent- some respirators. Yeah, we were we were sent here by someone named uh, by Flavia. <laughs> she bites her lip, and uh, or, pardon me, they bite their lip, and uh, an expression crosses their face that is a little, little enigmatic. If you'd like to, you can make a, an insight roll. Sure, love to. For a second, I thought that was a, t- a two, but thankfully it was a twelve. So hold on, let's say. Insight. Insight, uh, dirty 20. I got 13. Dirty 20, damn. Uh, so you get the, the, the look across their face is, that's a name that I haven't heard in a long time, winky winky <laughs> kind of thing. And a little bit of color rises to uh, the, the dusty hue of their cheeks. Well, hmm. What does Flavia want me to do for you um we were told we could get more respirators here of course we were given no one, a no few. one should be left out there hmm. um i have a few in stock sacks go home <laughs> sorry i was grabbing dinner and uh, let the handyman stay in charge respirators you might want to watch him he's been drinking on the job. I don't know if that's safe if he's fixing a furnace. 
Now, unfortunately, there's very few options left in this hole. But you're welcome to be here. Um, any friend of Flavius is a friend of mine. <laughs> anyway, I do have some respirators. Uh, for you, <laughs> for Flavia, a gold for a pair should be sufficient. Uh, thank you. I right. will take out a gold. Sure. Oh. Thank you. They'll give you two of them. Thank you. Right. That should have us covered. Um, thank you again. Um, You're travelers, adventurers. Yes. Have yeah. you heard of a Doctor Ucker around? Um, the name sounds familiar. Why do you ask? I'm looking for her. There was a person going by the name Dr. Outker here some months ago. Um, years ago, I should say. Uh, a woman came to town and uh, moved higher up into the mountains. Came down occasionally for supplies. Seemed pleasant enough. Why has she done something wrong? No, no. Well, just need to have a meeting. Uh... Um, well, I can't guarantee that I don't even know if she's still around. I haven't seen anyone recently. Hmm. Uh, Can I insight that? Sure. <sighs> now one? Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anyone around. Leiden, you, however, are a human lie detector, so boom, do it. Sure, shall I? <laughs> Please help, Leiden. Insight? Well, that's an 18. Cool. Uh, they're lying. Oh. Uh, were you... You said that she came down from time to time. Were you friends? Or did she ever say anything while shopping? Apparently she was some sort of artificer here doing mm. some type of survey for the Empire. Mm. Kept it hush-hush, though. Uh, I would assume that you might want to as well. The Empire's not exactly loved in southern Tyrannia, or any Tyrannia for that matter. Mm. It would probably be best that you not mention your origins, by the way. Uh, I don't know that I know what you mean. I saw someone wearing the colors of one of the royal houses on my way here, wandering the streets, looking at the sights. 
If she was wise, she would have covered up. There are a number of hooligans and ruffians in the area. I assume that she was with you. Where did you last see her? I need to go and retrieve her. Back toward the old, um, back toward the old guild hall. Long building center of town. Mm. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, again. Um, if, if you remember anything about this, this doctor, anything she said about where she was going, could you, could you let us know? Whatever she's been involved in is... Uh, turned dangerous for others. She is... She... I remember her being a very pleasant person. I would hate for anything... bad to happen to her. Oh. Meanwhile... As that hangs in the air... Claudette, you're out in the middle of town looking around and Which seeing... I'll note, Claudette put a scarf, I think, over her hair and maybe her hood, because mm -hmm. all of this dust in the air is probably not good for it's that. It's probably not good, but... But, you... I mean, all of her clothes are in her house colors, so, like, she might be wearing a cloak with, like, a hood or whatnot, but it would be the royal blue of her colors. Probably not, just a little discreet crest on the, the lapel. Alright, sounds good. As you are wandering through the streets, uh, can you make me a... If you're trying to cover yourself up, make me a a wisdom plus stealth roll. Okay. Yes, wisdom instead of dex, because this is all about being clever. But not smart clever. Okay, so it's basically just a straight wisdom roll because I'm not proficient in stealth. Then yes, it is. Okay. I am proficient in wisdom saves, though, which is fu funny. Oh, really? Well, too bad this isn't a wisdom save. 18. 18, okay. I rolled a 16. Nice. Okay, one sec. Okay. 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 As you're wandering through town, looking around, what are you looking for? What are you doing through there? Um, I think Claudette was just kind of curious, like, how is, are they actually on the coast or aways from it? So basically, it's, it's on this very dull, rocky mountain, not a rocky mountain, but like a rocky uh, mountain, um, with a number of mines kind of dotting the upper, like, if you're looking over my shoulder right now, like, that would be, like, entirely mining up behind me. Okay. With a series of steep-roofed houses around here, and then on the other side of the cliff face, you can hear the ocean. Basically, this mountain stands over the coast. If you were to run up the side of the mountain and run too far, you'd tumble into the waters below and probably break your neck on the hundreds of thousands of, of, of rocky things along the coastline. Um, In yeah, fact, half Claudette of the town kind is of built on a cliff. A little bit of a look around. But maybe be moving more to like kind of an open space to look at the mountain, etc. Like, I think while she is sheltered, I mean, a rough area of a town is pretty obvious mm -hmm. most of the time. As you're, and she'd probably be a bit hesitant if something like this is very small. And it probably looks really run down in areas. It looks very run down in areas. In fact, as you're looking around, you're going to get the sense that this place has been at least partially abandoned. 
you remember some of the stories you heard about the mining collapse a few years ago. The cave-in that took out the core mine. But looking around and seeing these moats in the air, you start to feel just a little slimy. Something is on your skin. You just don't like it here. You imagine that this dust is probably falling over the entire land, invading and infecting everything. You can make me an arcana roll. Yes, please. I like arcana. Nature would also give you some uh, very interesting things as well. I could always do it next. Uh, 19 on arcana. 19 on arcana. So, as I said before in a previous game, and those of you who are tuning in now may not know, core is a substance that is naturally repressive of magic. It can be used as, um, as a material for certain magical experiments. It also helps funnel and channel magical energies along a selected route, almost like a canal for magical energies. Similarly to how you would use lead in many types of invention. Core is a greenish-gray substance that glows in the presence of magic. And what you were looking up here is, well, what the town is named after. Core dust. Erupting into the air through vents that flow through the cavern system where the mines once were. An infinite supply of anti-magic soot rains down on the town. Corrosive, toxic, and uh, potentially cancer-inducing, or worse things. It floods down. You're not sure exactly how well your magic would work mm. inside of this substance. It is fairly minute here. Like the particulates are falling, but they're they're not falling like, you know, like a handful of them in your face at once. It's just mingling with the snow that falls. So about every every 50th flake comes down in about that color. So about one one fleck every foot or two. Still a bit much, okay. though. And potentially, I know that this person that we're hunting is here. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I was trying to avoid an empire of mages, I would probably go hide in the abandoned mines of anti-magic, essentially. Probably. And as you're looking so, around... Claudia's going to kind of look at the mountain face a bit and look, see if she can spot where like the original entrances to the mines were, etc. Oi, girly! <laughs> you hear from behind you. You came in with the carriage. It's a tall, broad man with a bent back, kind of a widow's... Uh, a widower's hump come... No, dowager's hump. Dowager's hump coming in... A man who stooped from long hours working in mines. His hands are gnarled. 
A bandana is wrapped around his busted nose, and a flat cap is pulled down next to his beady eyes. You come in with the car. Uh, Claudette will kind of spin around, slightly startled, but also just being cheerful and friendly. And go, oh, yes, we just arrived. No, One just... of my friends has a job here, so we're here to help her. A job. That's what I understand. She was supposed to meet somebody. Sweetness and light. <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, uh, well, we just traveled down from Terranel. Make me a persuasion roll with this. Actually, make me a deception roll with this. It is technically a truth, but you're saying... just leaving an extra part out. You are, so it's going to be a deception roll from you. I think you still have, like, a plus four on this. Uh, no. I have a plus two. Okay. My charisma is decent. Sounds good. Uh, that is going to be 16. 16. Is that so? Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, can't be too careful. You probably shouldn't be wandering alone this time of night. It's oh, bad it getting... for you. Oh, is it getting late? Oh. Come on. Normally Lee didn't remind me. I get distracted. Are you heading back to, uh, to Crowder's? Come on. Come with me. I'll take you. Where is that? Is that the boarding house? Ah, oh, it's the boarding house. Oh, okay. I think my party was going to go look at the B&B. Ah, oh, it's been closed for more than a year. Oh, that's too bad. Aye, uh, yeah. It's a bit treacherous on the way back to Crowders tonight. For a copper, I'll take you back. Oh, well, I couldn't waste your time for a copper. I'd gladly give you a silver. He smiles toothlessly at you. But I ain't gonna argue with a lady. Well, thank you kindly, sir. By all means, come with me, my lady. She's not going to get too close to him and kind of keep an eye on where they're going. Leiden has beaten something into her head, at least. Sounds good. Uh, He is going to... Oh, damn, that was almost a really good deception roll. Uh, Can you make me an insight check? Yes. Uh, Nat 20. Oh, shit. Um, So he goes, all right, this way. And he starts leading you off and... Sure enough, you see that what sounds like a raucous establishment is some couple of blocks in the distance, but he kind of takes a cut through through a darkened, slim alley. It will eventually lead back around, too. Mm-hmm. But you see the way he casts a glance out of the corner of each eye before he enters it, and the way that he reaches into his vest pocket beneath the woolly overcoat. This man intends to mug you, or worse. Scimitar at the side of his neck. Don't do it. I'll still give you the silver. 
You're from the Empire. Don't I you? I have some training. There's a Magitech sword. I can tell. My brother was in the military. Oh, he mine too. They draft him too, you fucking nobles. Just go and run the place. Grind on well, the he's probably died for them then. No. <laughs> but I won't take kindly blood. to being robbed. I wasn't gonna rob you, I was just gonna kill you. Well, I mean... I guess not the same thing, but... I'm All right. Sorry for your loss. Uh, meanwhile, you. I really don't want to kill you, though. You'll hear the sound of crunching snow coming in the distance, and uh, Dirk and Vary are walking down the street. You're still obscured in the alleyway, uh, but the two of them are kind of clomping over toward where you hear the boarding house. Uh, Claudette will call it. Oh, hello, Dirk. Hi, Vary. What? She's just calmly standing there with a sword to so the inside guy's of neck. a darkened alley. You see the reflection of a long blade drawn and pressed against a bent and bowed, thick human man's throat. Oh, now, what kind of trouble are you getting yourself into now? Well, I thought I had found a guide to the boarding house, but it turns out he just wanted to kill me. Well, that's not very nice. I mean, to be fair, like I do, I do. See, loss of family members does cause quite a grievance with the Empire. I do not blame him for that. However, since my friends are now here, shall we agree that we are parting ways and... not doing anything further? It's probably best for you to go home, bud. The boarding house is over there. He gestures. Thank you. She'll pass him a couple silver as she goes by. Stay out of North Town. Or else there'll be others that try to kill you. No invaders past the guild hall. That's the only warning you're going to get, so you better like it. Oh, thank you. He spits phlegmily onto the ground as he pulls his mask aside, or his bandana aside, and stomps off back into the darkness of the shanty town nearby. Huh. Never a dull moment with you, is it? I mean, I wasn't expecting that. What just happened? Like, seriously, like, what just, why did you, did you rob him? Why'd no. you give him money if you robbed him? That doesn't make Are you that bad at robbing? I did not attempt to rob him. Do you, you want me to go shank him? I could, no, I, mean, no. I guess you could have shanked him if you really wanted to. I mean, from what it sounds like, he's been badly treated by the Empire and. Feels like any symbol of it is a cause of his problems, and he didn't actually hurt me, and I was careful, and I kept an eye out, and I understood what he was going to do before he did, and you went down a dark. Did they teach you not to do that? And I followed 
him. He was in front of me. I could see what he was doing. Still, As you, you see, I held him at sword point when he tried something. I, but you're, you're, you're still, you're not supposed to follow people into alleyways. So? Although it did kind of work out for her. It, I'm this not time, incapable. what about next time? How many alleys are you planning to go down? How no plans, stuff just happens. Okay, well, what about, and you'll hear chunk, 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 in the distance, and Leiden, you have been panically looking around for, for her. Yep. I'll say the Ivy's probably trying to use her tracking knowledge to try sword. And, like, her sure. scimitar's still in her hand. Or no, rapier. It's a rapier. It's, it's sorry. your rapier. It's your magical, magic yeah, rapier. Callie has a scimitar. Um, so she's just kind of casually, like, using it to, like, punctuate her points with her hand. Claudette? Oh, hi, Leiden. Why is your sword out? She doesn't want me to shank anybody. So Why you can't hold your sword out? Because, yes. she, because she went to go follow somebody down a dark alleyway, and then... You're making he didn't it sound worse empire. than it is, very... And Leiden? Deep I was crying. Yeah. Oh, it. I had hired a guide, and it turns out he had grudge against the empire. I made him yeah, walk in front of me down the dark alley. Claudette, that's probably not pretty common. You need to cover us. up your general everything. But I did. I've got my cloak on, and I you, even covered like my you my hair for it. And like a sore thumb. You look like an empire and Yeah, a little bit. Well, I am. Yeah, yes. Well, let's get you looking not like one. We need to get you a little. Oh, well, less. I have to wear a cotton. Yes. Probably. Oh, no. So scratchy. It's not. It is too. Oh, Feel. It's so pressy. Someone's never had to wear sackcloth. Uh, no, right. never. Of course never not. In life. Oh. My clothes happen to be extraordinarily Why comfortable. Why would my parents dress me in sackcloth? <sighs> Mine. Did you guys but get the but rooms at the B&B? She leans over. The B&B is Poverty. gone. Oh. Oh, is this really that expensive? Yes. 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 Very. Yes. Yeah, I very. Saw it. it was one of the cheapest so, options in the store. Yeah, it's the type of store you're shopping at. The type of store that wouldn't let me in the door. Yeah, I feel yeah. The B and B is gone. I mean, her sword looks a little oh, sheepish. I mean, we could break into it, but that probably is trespassing. And it probably wouldn't be very comfortable anyways. Apparently, it's been closed for a year. If it's yes, anything like the last B&B so... I broke, I do someone probably pissed on all the cots. Oh, probably. yeah. Why do they always do that? I don't know. I, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Dude, sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to say that, ladies. Sorry. What? What? Just saying, uh... Talking about pissing on cots? Okay. It's pretty gross. It happens. I mean, it's to be fair, not many thing. people do say that around me. It's kind of refreshing, though. Gross, but refreshing. Pissing on cards? I don't... Right. Mm. Shall we go? Where's the boarding house? Yes. It's over here. Mm. Okay. Claudette, no more dark alleys. (laughs) And it's time to get you some cotton clothes. Do we have... Anyone have spares? Or do we have to go back to, like, Jen... I mean, I'd lend you some of mine, but they might be a little revealing on you. I don't think 
I mean, I'd go back to fit. that. I think that's what she means by it be revealing. Uh, <laughs> that would probably look pretty good. Like, I'm oh, just. Oh, most certainly, but probably would I, be the most practical. <laughs> so, I guess. Do you think the general store. Robe or something? I. Maybe. I probably have backups. Like, a They're backup plane. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, Zane's we'll... got, like, her clerical outfit. And probably something else is a backup. Okay, well, let's go sneak you in and then, I guess, get a place at the boarding house, and then we'll figure it out from there. That sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, with that, you head off to go grab some new clothing and to set yourself up at the boarding house. All the while, none of you were aware that in the distance, the train is finally making its way across the plains. Across the Rocky Mountains, and what it's bringing with it is going to cause many complications for you. Which we'll find out maybe a little more about after this quick break. Hello, and welcome back to the Reign of Emrys here on Dork Tales. When last we left, the party had reconvened in the center of town and trudged their way through the gray green snowy muck toward what could only be. The road house that you had, uh, oh, pardon me, the boarding house. Now, Crowder's boarding house was an establishment of, um, of four floors. A narrow building, but quite deep. The sound of revelry echoed out of the windows, and you could hear that it was a rather raucous establishment. Several of the windows on the upper floor was glowed with internal firelight or candlelight, and you could hear the sounds of a few people making coin the way that you sometimes have to in places where the economy has crashed. And that includes out back, where in a circle of snow, a man and a, um, a thick-necked dwarven woman bludgeon each other ropes wrapped around their bare knuckles the sound of crushing bone and teeth the sound of half a dozen miners circling and cheering and throwing whatever flat coinage they had into a pile around the front the sign for Crowder's Roadhouse swung haphazardly in the dim pardon me, in the uh, in the soft breeze and the door although it should have shut, never really seemed to. Always hung off of its frame and swayed in and out with the gusts of wind. Whenever it got more than a foot open, it would be greeted by the sound of SHUT THE DAMN DOOR! And someone would hurriedly go and shut it with a foot, with a fist, with an ass if from one of the waitstaff carrying the mugs of ale around. And this is when you arrive at the front doors. Someone shouts, Hey, shut the damn door! And as someone approaches, one of the waitstaff, a, um, a tall, thick-necked man uh, with, um, with blue eyes and just the barest curve to his ears that suggests a bit of distant elven heritage. Quite distant, though. Generations back. Uh, 
heads up to the door. He's dressed in shirt sleeves and uh, and a pair of tight calf-high pants that show off the curviness of his legs, the muscularity there. He raises his absolutely astonishing butt to slam the door shut as he juggles the six pints of beer in his hand and goes, oh, sorry. Uh, y'all coming in? Yeah. He looks down at you with his baby blues beneath the, uh, the soft framing of curled blonde hair and scoots out of the way of the door going to serve people. Gary wanders right on in. <laughs> All right, as you wander right on in, uh, it looks like there are two other staff members working here. Now, this building is long and thin, and inside of it, it's probably about probably about 15 feet wide, maybe 20 at the widest section, and about, about 120 feet long. Very, very narrow. A bar is on the left-hand side, and there are a number of tables of all different make and size littered throughout the place, creating an absolute obstacle course for anybody larger than Very. For Very, it's fairly easy to navigate here. Behind the bar is a... Um, let's see. Who is working tonight? One sec, guys. Pardon me. Boop, boop, boop. go. Okay, let's see who is working tonight. Alright. A human man is standing behind the bar. This one has blonde curly hair, much like the other one, but the man himself is about five foot five, pushing into his late forties. Short and with a heavy double chin. Hair starting to recede a bit at the back from those of you who are tall enough to see the the swirl of baldness slowly working its way out. He smiles over a red crushed velvet vest that's threadbare around the underarms and continues to pour beer out of the tankards. Or probably out of the, um, I, I mean out of the, uh, the taps. And looks at you by the door. Now the place is pretty small. This main eating area appears that it's Probably not the the point of this establishment. By the way, it's a tavern first. Oh, pardon me. What am I saying? Uh, it's a boarding house first and a tavern second. What can I do for you? Looking for a few rooms. How many of you are there? How many beds do you want? Um. Well, there's six of us. And how big are the beds? Various sizes. Okay. Uh, I've got everything ranging from human size to dwarf size, but it probably would fit you, lady. He nods down to Vary. <laughs> it's like a it's like a halfling king. I'd love that. Oh, who wouldn't like a halfling king? I would love it. Why? Because halflings are the greatest tippers. Um, let's yeah, see. Oh, right? You're such a lovely people. Such lovely, lovely people. And uh, let's see, for a place like this, um, I'd hate to trouble you for it, but for six rooms, uh, how many nights are you staying? Just coming through for a bit, or? Oh, what do we, what do we think, folks? One night, two nights? Uh, 
We could say two nights and go from there. Yes, I was going to say yeah. two nights might be a good start. Two yeah, nights, wow. Good. Six rooms. Well, let me just see what I happen to have. He pulls out a large tome. Well, some of us should be able to share. I don't think that's yes, a... We can Most double. of our rooms are single or double occupancy, but okay. uh, there's no discount for double occupancy, mind you. And uh, it all does come with a free mug of beer at night and also um, a bit of a breakfast in the morning. It's mostly gruel, but it's tasty gruel. Uh, we also have complimentary coffee and tea hmm. between um, business hours. Uh, let's see. What do you know? I have six rooms available. At the low, low price of... Well, being that we're the only place in town, I could gouge you, but I'm not that kind of businessman. Plus, you have a halfling with you, and I do have a soft spot for the little folk. How about we do... Mm, yeah, with the beer. Five silver a night per room. So a total of one gold per room, six gold all in. Yeah. Insight? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I just want to think how reasonable in the, is this sort of. Mm -hmm. What'd you get? Uh, one sec. Okay. Uh, 15. 15? Eh, it's not unreasonable. Uh, so, lifestyle. Actually, let me double check something. Boop, 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 boop. In. Stay. I guess I'm also trying to think how likely is responding, yeah, sure, going to make us look like targets to rob. So the in-stay per day for a modest accommodation is five silver. Okay. So comfortable is eight silver. So this seems totally reasonable. It's, it seems it seems fine. That's steep. Yeah. It is not steep. <laughs> Chat saying it's steep. Though, that's for both days. It's it, That was the, the yeah. one gold is for the two days. Claudette. Mm -hmm. I think it still might be a good idea for us to double up on rooms. Oh yeah, that's that's fine. I do have some rooms with double beds. Uh, most of the beds are are well, they're doubles. But by that I mean they're either doubles or twins. They're the size for um, well, for my my nephew over there. Gestures to the large, pretty boy who's going around serving drinks. He looks back over his shoulder and smiles at you. Hi. Mm. All right, well, uh, Gobert, go and uh, bring me another uh, another keg of the dark wheat. We're about tapped out, and I think these folks are probably going to want the dark wheat because it's the sweetest beer we have on tap. Absolutely sweet. Does this count as business hours for... Um Coffee and tea? Well, business yeah. hours, I'm still behind this bar, so absolutely. Uh, and by the way, I apologize off the bat. Uh, Crowder. Cisco Crowder. Hmm. Pleasure to meet you. Meet you. I'm very... Very, very pretty? <laughs> very charming. Very, very soul star. I wouldn't say I've never met a soul star before, so I can't say how much of one you are, but I sure would like to know, little lady. <laughs> Well, uh, and as for the rest of you, so who's doubling up? Um, I'll, me and 
Leadon will gesture over to Claudette. We'll double up. Are you, um, not to inquire, not to impose, but if you would require, um, I do have a room with a larger bed. If you'd like to stay together for warmth, of course. The rooms do have small fire pits in them. Well, not fire pits per se, but they have small furnaces in them, which are stocked with uh, a bit of wood that we've brought up the mountain, as well as we have a number of oils. Uh, presently, I believe that the one with the large bed has uh, has an oil-burning furnace. Uh, we do presently we're using whale oil. Hmm. So there is a bit of a, a bit of a smokiness to it. I don't particularly care. Ivy's going to be casually looking at Dirk, if anyone's noticing her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He is not noticing at all. He botches his role. I'm sure Ivy and Dirk would like that room. I've never had wheat beer. Is wheat beer any good, Talfrin? Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite, but... Plata is not oblivious. Like, I'm... I'm not much of a beard. I know, but she's just like, I thought I'm being sneaky. She's going to look over at Ivy and just kind of wink. All right, so that's that's one for you. Okay, so two doubles. And so uh, now I've only got the, I've got the one room with the two beds and I've got the one room with the one bed. Leiden and I will take two beds. Two beds, all right. So uh, that is going to be on the fourth floor. That is room 4F. At least this means I don't get elbowed. Leiden will grab the key. All right, so I guess that means that you're getting elbowed, uh, miss. Uh, Oh, here, and he'll turn the book around. Sign in here, right here, right here next to the X. All right, so uh, that is going to be, uh, you are going to be down on, actually, taking this, that room, that's going to be 4A, uh, which is at the end of the hallway. It's the larger room there. Um... I do warn, the bed does make a bit of noise. Wait, uh, which one are we in? 4F? You're in 4F, yes. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, 4A will be you. Um, now, I'm guessing, very, very, that uh, <laughs> you're probably going to want one of the... Would you like one of the giant beds, or would you like one of the... Mm, the medium-sized beds? The, the small beds. I mean, the small beds are nice, but it is—it is all—it is sometimes nice having having a full-size bed. No, oh, I mean, I absolutely can put you in one. Uh, if you would want a dwarven bed, I have some on two. Um, for some reason, dwarves don't like to climb stairs. Uh, I can put you up with your friends in four C or up near them. But honestly, if you want the best room, I would say probably. Uh, the most comfortable for you, I would say, is probably 3D. 3D? What size bed's in that one? It's kind of a mid-sized. Mid-sized? Mid-sized. So it would probably, well, it would fit me quite well. Uh, and still have enough room for you. Well, uh, Kelly. Yes. Is this man attractive at all? Um, He kind of looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, I need to I need to check who that is real quick. Excuse the typing. That's that's fine. Uh, 
Oh, that guy! Yeah, he kind of <laughs> looks like that guy, but like kind of late 40s. Okay, so that guy, but a, bit, but a bit younger then. Yeah, he's definitely landed on thick though. Hold on, I'm gonna make a persuasion roll to see. Yeah. You know what? That's like a 19 on a persuasion roll. Like he's he's got the charisma. He's got he's got the confidence in him. <laughs> Whether or not he uh, he's got the uh, he's got the charm <laughs> or the the talent to attract you is your own business. But anyway, it's quite an enjoyably sized bed. Mm. It's the same well, size as uh, my bed, actually. Is that so? Mm-hmm. I generally really like to keep the quality of my beds up to something that I would sleep in. <laughs> now, for your tall friend here, for example, I would put you actually down on the second floor. We occasionally have some orcs come through here, and yep. uh, they like to have a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, I got you. Sure. All right, so two A it is. I appreciate the variety of sizing you have at this establishment. It's quite impressive. Oh, I like to make sure that everyone is fit and comfortable. All right, so all of that, and it's just the six of you now. Pardon? It's just the six so? of you? Yeah, I yeah. mean, what if... And Leiden's going to look over at Tal for... What about the driver? Where is she staying? Oh, uh, I, uh, sorry. I was assuming that Mira went away with the carriage. Like, did she leave? Is she still here? Does she, you haven't seen her, I mean, but... Mm-hmm. Are you... Now, you're the folks that just came into town, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You're the ones with the carriage. All right. Well, the driver told me to set aside uh, that you would be covering her room and board as well as uh, the horses. Of course she did. Of course she did. Yes. Is that not the case? Yeah, I guess that's the case. Sure. Sure. All right. So horse coverage, stabling, and and, uh, heating. So right now we have you at six gold for... I... What's that? Insight. Sure. I just want to see if, like, does it sound like he kind of went, they don't know, let's tack something on that never got told to me sort of thing. Oh, well, I rolled 19, so 21. I also rolled a 21. Oh, shit. So, uh, actually, no, he probably is higher than that. That's, I don't know what his skill is. Uh, Well, I mean, if you're staying for a couple of days, I think that's probably fair. To um, to give you a bit of a discount. Now I have to keep the horses warmed, or else they'll freeze to death out there. Uh, with oil there, and uh, do you want the horses fed? I'm assuming you probably didn't bring bales of hay up with you. You might have. You never know. Uh, feed is probably a good thing. Well, tell you what. Mm-hmm. Um, a horse eats as much as as one of you sleeps. At least, so why don't we say all told for uh, all of you for two days uh, it will be nine gold. All 
right. We sure. can do ten if you'd prefer. That's what I'd normally charge you, but you're you're very charming. Mm. Leiden will fish out nine gold. Hmm. Perfect. Um, now I have a note here as well that. Uh, uh, let's see. So you're signed in. So you are taking the room to a Mr. Talfrin. Talfrin. And let's see. I have uh, who is going into four into F? Uh, lovely ladies. Did you and sign in? Leiden. Yeah. Lee. Right there. Ah, yes, yes, you did. All right, three. Sorry, it doesn't, it's not said the way it looks. Sorry. Oh, absolutely it is. It is. <laughs> if you understand certain uh, certain tongues, of course it is. I am very well versed with a number of regional dialects. You have to be to be an innkeeper out on this side of the continent. A number of people coming through. For example, Talfrin. Um, that's uh, Katuganian, isn't it? Quite sure because I was assuming he's going by a different name than his birth name at the moment. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Uh, then uh, Talfrin, for example, Talfrin. Mm. I wouldn't have expected that. You strike me more Cadoganian, and uh, Talfrin is a isn't it a Masolian name? It sure is. You sure do know your names. I guess there's some cross pollination there. Masoli is just north and just a little bit away from Cadogan, but. Mm-hmm. There's a sparkle in your eyes that just makes me think of some of the tribesmen we've had down here. Why, there was this one tribeswoman that came down, and I swear she looked like... She looked like the goddess of storms herself coming down here. Mm. Different eye colors and everything. But But that reminds me as well. We once had someone coming all the way over here from... um, where was it? Akoka. We had an Akokan woman come. Mm, some type of warrior or... Um, I can never tell. They wear those those tight hide suits. Very revealing. But, um... I swear. Had they come at the same time, I would have thought that the sisters had arrived themselves. The goddesses of the sky and night together again. My god. Her skin was as black as pitch, but her eyes had this gleam to them. I don't understand the Okokan rites, but the way they can make their eyes glow in the dark, it's impressive. Of course, it was a little weird out here with all the cordist in the air. It kind of disrupts the magical flow, but I swear, little bursts of purple and gold. Oh, it was fantastic. Anyway, beer. Yes. Great, fantastic. Yes, please. Do you have anything stronger than beer? Coffee. Mm. Uh, the coffee is stronger than the beer, but if you want a, more than that, you'll have to head over to the Stone and Steed. We're an establishment that just provides a bit of liquid, uh, liquid lunch, and. Uh, what I can do, though, is let me see what I have in stock. And he will go and check the various kegs on the wall. 
Well, I've got a Bach here, as well as a... Hmm. Tell you what. You like it dark, or do you like it light? Dark. Dark, not a problem at all. Well, tell you what, I have a fantastic dunkel over here. Very rich, creamy head. And, uh, it is exactly, uh, what will do you good. Now, uh, it's, it's honestly a dark reddish. Uh, very malty. It's, um, a storm brewer. Oh. Okay. That sounds lovely. It absolutely is. Now, I have a Masolian Red Ale as well. I've, uh, for the Masolian here. Masolian Red Ale, nice little bite to it. A little bit of creamy finish. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's take that one. All right, and then besides that, what else do I have? Uh, well, I've got a lager. And I've got a, hmm. Well, actually, I do have, I do have, if I'm not mistaken, he'll start going around in a couple of the bottles under his, under his, under his counter. Mm, I have, let's see, I have a bock, I have a, a number of ales, uh, a, a wheat beer, and I have a, Well, I mean, I've got I've got black beer. If anybody wants stronger than that, I'll have that. Uh, if you're sure, it's um, it's brewed with a nice directly in it, so it's got quite a bark. Very, uh, very kind of like a licorice beer. Sounds perfect. I like Sounds. a little bite in my beer. All right, Ellie. Right. Yeah. How tall is the counter here? Uh, the counter here? Uh, there are some. There are places where you can step on it. Basically, you think that people uh, use it to put their feet up. Um, if you climb up on the stool, you can see over the counter. But the counter is probably about three and a half, four feet tall. Okay, so a little bit taller than than Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess she's sitting at one of the stools. Um, and so, so when she gets her drink. Uh, she she's gonna lean forward, forward on our elbows, and be like, "So, am I gonna need a key for my room tonight, or no?" Well, absolutely. Uh, I was gonna give it to you at the end of your drink, but hey, here you go, and he'll slide the beers in front of everyone and go and pull the keys off of the pegs for you. All right, three D, four A, four F, two A. Fantastic. Is there anything else I can do for you lovely ladies and fine Masolian gentlemen? She's going to grab the, uh, the the key that he slid uh, over to her and be like, so is this the one with the comfy comfy bed? It's the comfiest bed in the house. Mm, well, that sounds just lovely. Uh, do ring your bell if you need anything at all. <laughs> we don't do room service, but I can make an exception for such rare travelers. 
about that coffee? <laughs> mm. Gorbert! <laughs> yeah? Sorry to... Coffee! Boil the water! A minute later, he'll come out and uh, put it through basically what equates to a French press. And slide it across to you. There you go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Much appreciated. No I need this. I'm feeling a bit tired. I think I'm going to call it an early night, guys. Fair oh. enough. We've had a long day. It's mm. been a lot. I hope you feel better, Dirk says. Weren't you getting a bit sleepy too, Dirk? You didn't really sleep very well in the on the in the carriage. You could probably use an early night as well. Yeah, probably. What's um what's our room tell? I wasn't paying attention. Oh my friend, you're not staying with me tonight. You actually ended up in Ivy's room. Could use that, tonight. um, uh, well, um, do you have a sir, sir? Do you have a, um, a, a shower facility or a uh, a place? I, I've got a lot of road dust on me, uh. Absolutely, son. Every floor. It's all fresh water that we pipe down from the mountainside. There's a mountain river. Well, river. Uh, there's a mountain lake that kind of drains. It has a lot of a, a lot of snow melt going through it. But yeah, there we have some stuff. Probably be a cold shower, but don't worry. I have a feeling that she'll get you heated right back up. Legion's gonna lean over to Ivy, and she just thumbs up. You got this. All right, and with that, Dirk will grab his bag and say, "Um, do you, do you do you do you need any help with your stuff?" I mean, you I don't need help, but can I can I can I help you with your stuff? Would sure if you want. I'm also good carrying it. No, 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 no. I've got two hands. I might as well use them. I mean. On your stuff. <clears throat> After you. Sure. <laughs> She'll grab his mug of ale and then take it upstairs. Hmm. Ah, yes. As smooth as a train wreck. <laughs> Who wants to bet they probably just sleep? Um, Unfortunately, that's probably what's going to happen. I hope not. I sincerely hope not. 60. So not much of a drink. I was going to say 50-50. Not much no. of a drinker, are you? Says the uh, the large, curly-haired one. How is the coffee? How is oh, the coffee? Uh, it's coffee. We don't get it's... much in the way of beans over here. So... I can recognize it's trying to be coffee. I'm sorry. I hope that it's <laughs> trying a little harder than, uh, than... You know well. what? 
It's great. Right now, it's exactly what I need. Well, if there's anything else that I can do for any of you, uh, sorry for Pa, he's a bit, uh, he's a bit, um, interesting sort. Yeah, he means well. He's, uh, he's a bit of a philanderer. Hmm. Uh, I promise none of it's rubbed off on me, but, uh, if, uh, any of you need any, uh, uh, anything throughout the night, uh, just let me know. I'm usually awake pretty late. Um, you can call mm -hmm. me, you can call me Gore. And, Gore? Uh, I'm Leiden, thank you. Nice to meet you. Leiden. That is the, the prettiest name that's come through here in a long time. Oh, sorry, there's moths in here. <laughs> um, anyway. Huh. Uh, you all have a good night. What are you talking about? You talking with the... You talking to the guests? Come on. Let them go to bed. Let them go to bed. I'm just saying... Hello. I'm a loud paw. Mm, you're a lot of things. Loud's one of them. Anyway, uh, best of luck to you. Um, come. <laughs> uh, I'll be working. I'll be cleaning up down here tonight if you want to talk some more. Uh, he goes to bed pretty early. He's an early riser and uh, an early crasher. Hmm. Yeah. You keep it in mind. Good to know. All right. And with that, um, the uh, Cisco Crowder, um, you know, kind of leers at you a bit, kind of with a little, little bit of maybe not menace, but a little bit of uh, horny jail. Um, and uh, what do you all do? Uh, I think Leiden will actually stay up for a bit drinking coffee and like yeah just looking at the place seeing if there's any interesting things people are talking about just kind of sitting yeah Telfren's gonna stay up for a bit as well um, kind of take a look around the place kind of get the vibe and uh, see if Mira's gonna come back Ooh. Another thing Leiden's gonna do is actually gonna actually like lean, grab Talfren quickly, very briefly, um, and will say, "Hey, um, in retrospect, I think I realized I may have been a bit insensitive earlier, and I'm sorry about that. I, yeah." Oh, so you can see it sometimes. No, I, ju I just. That's all right. I... You're simply curious. I am sorry, though. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, I guess. But... Mm. I appreciate that. Um, Have a good night. And she's gonna right. abruptly leaves. You, you too. You shut the door as Leiden leaves and take stock of the situation for a minute. What the hell was that? No. There's a knock on your door as soon as you settle back down onto the bed. I am. Uh, yeah. 
He's gonna go to the door. A figure shrouded in the darkness of the hallway is standing there. They're as tall as you almost. It's quick. The feeling of a hand on your chest throwing you backwards. And can I get a perception roll from you, please? <laughs> also, hello, Raid. Good to see you, Madbird. Um, 14 and 17. 17, 14, and so 17 yeah. total. Um, you are pushed uh, back. Sorry, 14 plus 3. Oh, nice. Uh, so you are pushed back. You you tumble back a couple of feet, kind of catching your bearings and looking up. You can see that the, uh, the person that has shoved you is um, none other than uh, your driver, Mira Rosk. Hey, she, but she, she shrugs the bandana off of her lips and steps inside, carrying just uh, a single bag, which she tosses in the corner of the room. I was Where over. Are you today? I'm a little drunk. Where are you? And it's been a while. Take off your pants. All right. Let's and go. she'll kick the door shut behind her. She does smell quite strongly of alcohol and has just probably come back from spending the evening over at the pub. And uh, as she kicks the door shut behind, you prove in fact that this large bed that is sized for orcs uh, definitely uh, is a little too small at times. But also, you thought that the one on the fourth floor was supposed to be the loud one. Also, the raid showed up <laughs> at the perfect time. Yeah. Hello, Ray. Uh, so, Talfrin, Talfrin, I want you to do me a favor. Let's be juvenile yeah. with this. Talfrin, oh, can you make go. me a... Let's make this a constitution save. Or a strength <laughs> save. Uh, maybe con... Maybe strength... Okay, she has a 22 uh, on her I con save. Does not... Re okay. Doesn't really matter to me either way. So we'll go it's stream. Ooh, it's steamy in the eighteen. Plus, it's stream. It's steamy in well, the streaming. Plus seven is twenty-five. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, Talfrin, uh, you are going to remember why you and Mira got along so well. Perfect. <laughs> she is a woman with many talents, and uh, you are a man with a a hearty constitution, which probably would mean that any other man would wake up tomorrow with exhaustion levels. <laughs> uh, you, however, will just wake up with quite a few broken blood vessels and large patches along various parts of your chest and neck. Because Perfect. she's a half-orc and she's a biter. Yeah. Also, someone in the chat has named just a few morons, and I love that. <laughs> Cheers. Is this a representative moment? Kind of. Um, they got, so for those of you who are just showing up right now, and I apologize for if you're watching on YouTube later, uh, we're just getting raided in the middle of the of the romance portion. Uh, there's been a lot of tension on the road between some characters and they just got to an end. So uh, stuff is a happening. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Very, you head back to your room and end up, uh, what are you doing with your evening? Um, <clears throat> she was gonna have a, probably have a quick shower. And then uh, she's deprived. She's going to ring the service bell. Okay. 
The door opens and the uh, the aging innkeeper kind of leers down at you. I thought you might call. You know, I found this under the under the cupboard, and he'll pull out a dusty bottle of champagne from behind his back, as well as two flutes. Shall we enjoy this together? Sure, why not? <laughs> it goes down smooth, just like me. He pops the cork on it. <laughs> And as he does, of course, he has been carrying this upstairs, so it immediately begins to shower out of the bottle, and he's like, oh. Like the prophecy. And he'll shut the door behind you. <laughs> I feel like Very is scraping the bottom of the barrel with this one. Very doesn't care. And leading he... down the stairs, like, chatting up the... The other guy. Yeah, like his son yeah I think Clodem was going to do the same because he oh, seems yeah. a bit nicer and maybe would uh, yeah, give us some he... information on who we're come to find, etc. Okay. Yeah, yeah, really very, very doesn't care and she has zero inhibitions. So you stay downstairs with Gorbert. Uh, Gorbert, <laughs> everyone else is cleared He's out so of the way. The, the lights have been turned down to aside a single oil lamp from behind the counter. Gorbert has pulled up a stool and is sitting there doodling in a sketchbook. Oh. As you approach, he he doesn't seem to notice, actually. The front bar is dropped on the, uh, on the inn's front door, and uh, you can see the bits of snow are collecting around the window panes outside. It's a positively pastoral hmm. moment of calm. Lucian's going to lean over to see what he's drawing. He is drawing a... Ooh. He is drawing... He is drawing a... Um, looks like he's sketching out a bit of... A bit of a life, um, pardon me, a, bit, a little bit of landscape scenery. Hmm. Some of the mountains nearby. But he's doing right now a bit of work on a, on a stag. Standing hmm. at the edge of a forested meadow. And the parts of this blasted land that still has trees, you imagine. Or perhaps trees that used to be here. The stag is incredibly well rendered. The rack of antlers atop of, atop its skull bearing 13 points. That's really good. Oh, sorry, I didn't didn't hear you come I, down. Oh, no, I just sorry. I'm just looking at the the art, the drawing. It's really good. Thanks, I appreciate it. I um, I'm a bit of a I like to sketch. Uh, mm. There were um, used to be a lot of a lot of deer and and elk and other creatures around here that used to roam the woods, but uh, when the mines fell, we mostly switched to timber mine, uh, to timber processing, so most of the, the forest land around here is gone, you know? And uh, it, it's probably for the best, though. 
Uh, nobody wanted to buy any of the any of the wood. It all burns funny because of the cure. Mm. I've heard a bit of that. I'm not um, not much, but you probably want another cup of coffee. Um, look, we're we're closed, but I've, I, I'm, no, I'm no, still. No, no, okay. I, I no, no need to bother. Sorry. Appreciate it though. Kind of brushes some of the locks out of his hair. And to describe him quickly, the the super quick is that he's Chris Evans with a curly blonde wig. <laughs> Amazing. Um, like he's dishy know, as hell. I was picking up on that. Fantastic. You were Fantastic. describing that earlier. He's got yeah, a perfect so. butt. Perfect butt. <laughs> um, Claudette draws too. Um, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Nice to see you here as well. Uh, he waves over to Claudette, who's probably just kind of hanging out in the background. Yep. Um, she'll wander over at that point, though, and... You should see this. Say hello, and... Oh, um... Yeah, I've got a lot of them. And it's quite a tome, actually. Mm. It looks like it's, um... It's probably about the size of the guest book, which is itself the size of a spell book. In fact, it might actually... Claudette, I want mm. you to make me... I want you both to make me a roll real quick. Make me... Um, All right. Make me an investigation or insight roll. Your call. You know what? I'm going to spend my inspiration for tonight. Sounds good. Just because I... I will go investigation. Okay. So it was investigation or what? Or insight. Or insight. I will do probably insight just because that's better for me. Yeah, insight is much better. Uh, 23. Mm, For me, insight... uh, I think that's also a 23. Damn. All right, yeah. so looking down at this, you will see that it is... It is a spell book. However, it's got at least 200 pages of parchment, all coming in at irregular angles, jutting out like little mountains of paper, overlaying each other. Um, you're welcome to look at some others if you, if you like. Um, Is that a? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you don't mind, they are lovely. Um, you should see me. You, her art's good. You don't want to see me draw. Uh, but I sure. can appreciate. Um, it's the the book's really dear to me though, so just just be a bit careful with your drink. Um, oh, of course. Oh, that reminds me. You probably want some coffee, right? Um. Unless you don't want to have coffee this late, I, I I looked around in the back when you went up to drop your things off, and I found I found some beans that actually hadn't been ground up, so I can get the mortar and pestle and grind them for you. Would you be able to do that for tomorrow morning? I could do it for both for you. I mean, well, I won't say no to more coffee. Honestly, um, and coffee or tea, or I, I could probably sneak you another mug of beer. I will like. lean in and be like, lead in lives on coffee. I, I do too. Actually, bit. to be... I heard it has some curative properties. I, it's... I don't tend to sleep much, so mm. there's just too many things to think about and do. Um, I will... I'll go get you those... those. Um, I'll be back, okay? And, mm-hmm. um, and oh, yeah, I'm uh, Cla- Claudette. Anything for you? Oh, um, did you have tea, you said? Um, yeah, we've got black, green, and I think we have a chai. Oh, I haven't had chai in so long. That would be lovely. We have sheet have milk it. to put in it as well, if you want that. Oh, okay. 
It's probably not as fancy as you're used to from back north, but I can see what I can do. Um, I just uh, wait right here, and uh, please don't answer the door if anybody comes. They were closed. It's probably just people drunk, stumbling home from the bar. Okay, gotcha. Um, Since he's kind of offered for her to look through it, she is going to flip through. Yeah, literally lean over her shoulder and look. All right. And with does that, it look like it was a used, like an actual spellbook in use, or it does actually. That it was somebody's spellbook, and he's now using it as sketchbook. In fact, as you flip through the front, you will see that there are a few pages missing. But what is not missing is, as you open it up, you can see that there's an engraved plate on the inside with nothing on it. But you know this trick with a twenty-three easily. Calling down just the barest hint of magic to the tip of your fingertip, you can run it along the plate. And runes and draconic will reveal themselves. Avereldis. The person who owned this book was named Avereldis. You can make me a history roll. Yeah, sure. Nat 20. Nat 20. Avereldis was an imperial mage who... Um, was fairly well known for doing um, basically kind of like like federal agent type of like Mulder and Scully work. Avereldis was a mage who traveled around solving mysteries and kind of doing like you know kind of the the frontier the frontier cowboy type of investigative majory. Does it seem like there's anything left of theirs in this book? Um, at the beginning, yeah, you see that there removed? are... it, Sort of. What's left here are a series of... There are several pages that have been torn out. But you'll see that at the beginning there is uh, a couple of spells listed there as well that have been covered with wax... With colored wax streaks. Like a children's... Children's drawings. Um, she vanished about about you got a really high roll on that so she vanished about uh, about 20 years ago but the spells you... look like they're intact what are you what are you asking are you? oh just gonna say is Claudette sharing any of this as she's figuring it out because Leiden does not read Draconic um, and might not know. Claudette will like point that out at least mm. and tell Leiden. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Actually, pardon me. Twenty years? It twenty years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty years. We'll see twenty years. She something around there. Around there. Okay. Is that like? family name or a first name or a aid code like I guess we wouldn't know I mean she was well known mm-hmm. um, looking through that book however the spell that's covered in drawings drawings of a blonde haired man drawings of a raven haired woman the woman is much taller than the man, and there is a small blonde child drawn between them. Mm. 
you will see that there are a couple of a couple of spells actually there. Um, it looks like they're summoning spells. Ooh, Fairly fancy. potent ones as well. Uh, if you want to steal those pages, uh, you can gain the summon ele- uh, pardon me, summon celestial, summon fiend, and summon fey spells. Um. That's a level three, level five, and level six spell. I want them, but I'll ask. Flipping through, you'll see the you'll see hundreds of pages. Well, it's about two hundred pages long, but it's actually longer than that if you flip through it. Somehow, it doesn't really seem to run out of pages. Must be an innate quality of the book. But you'll see the progression of an art style, beginning with stick figures and slowly developing through awkward phases into much, much nicer, almost flawless, almost flawless images. And you will eventually see half-remembered constructed images of a photo, well, a photo, a sketch you'd once seen of this mage Everaldus during your studies with that role. Quite lovely. Black hair. Cascading down an aquiline face. And then more sketches. Another one. Man with dark hair. Similar hair, similar eye colors, similar facial features. But as the art style progresses, you will eventually, uh, Leiden, you will recognize the angel's face. The one who fought you in the council chamber. Oh. What a... Uncle Eric is written in common next to it. We need to ask about this. A moment later, he'll come out with the mortar and pestle. Pestle, I suppose I should say. All right, I've got everything here, and... uh... Uh... You like what you? Oh, those. They're, they're very good. Um, I those are a couple uh, of years old. I was still kind of learning to do my my shading correctly. Yeah, um, they're lovely. What, what happened to? And she'll point at. Was it Uncle Eric or? Yeah, Eric. Eric. Um, and nothing happened. He. Uh, it, he. It's uh, it's He's... my mom's brother. He just is familiar face, is all. Um... Oh well, he um, he got kind of injured during the mine collapse. So um, he's uh, he's away right now, receiving uh, care, I believe, with his. Uh, with his with his partner. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah, my, um, I guess, I mean, she's, they never got married, but, I mean, she's, I mean, she's basically my aunt. Nice lady. Oh, yeah? Is this your mom? Uh, yeah, that's, that's her. She used to, she used to work back east. And, uh, she came here. She's quite famous. Really? She never talked about anything like that. She um, she passed a few years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's it's okay. I mean, it's life. It's it's why Dad is like the way he is. Really, he um, I don't think he ever got over. Mm, she was no, a she, good woman. She was a very um, well-known mage. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, you know that this is a spell book, right? I, yeah, we didn't really have much paper here, so mm. I found it after, well, I mean, not after she she passed. Uh, I, I started drawing in it when I was a kid, and she took some of her spells out of it, but she, uh, Dad wanted to yell at me for it, but she couldn't bring herself to do it. So, uh, uh she let me have it. Aww. That's lovely. Uh, well, she got all the stuff that she needed out of it, and those first ones, I kind of munged them up pretty well. So I don't think she needed them anymore. So I don't know what they do anyway. It's, uh... Would, uh it's I, nice. I do know what they do. Would you be willing to let me study them? Um... Yeah, sure, if you wanted to... to I, I, I prefer if they stay with the... with. I, I don't want to lose them. Yeah, how long would it take me to do that? Like a day like, to copy those to copy over? It would take you a few yeah. hours. So I just have to take... Yeah, if if you wouldn't mind letting me look at them for... Would an hour or two be too much to ask? No, it'd be fine. Just uh, do me a favor and uh, don't let Dassey. He, um... Oh, of course. It's one of the reasons I stay up to do this. It's... Uh, okay. I don't want him to have to... To deal with that. I, I think it's good that you have something to remember her by. I mean, in their appearance, we only get them once, right? <laughs> yeah. Claudette will go rooting through her bag, and I think she probably has some nice inks and that sort of thing. She would have have enough such in the future she wouldn't run out potentially uh, she's gonna offer one of them to him of like as thank you for letting her copy sort of thing from it well you're very welcome um so um how's the coffee it's good actually you know what it's not half bad like the beans <laughs> are old but the fresh grind and like the extra care it's like a 19 did she manage? Could she have persuaded him to put some of that milk in? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, right, yeah. That is good. Yeah, she's like, um, I'm good. It's uh, good. Claudette will it's enjoy good. her chai. Uh, uh, I was uh, I, I like coffee too. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, can I see my my book for a sec, for a oh, minute? Sorry. Um, yeah, so 
Why are y'all really here? I mean, I mean, my dad doesn't actually care, and and to be honest, I don't actually care either. But I just do you, I, do you know about somebody called the, the right name? Otter. I, I don't want to flip back Ocker. for it. Is that yeah. your aunt? Or yeah, yeah, it is. Thought maybe. Um, he'll, he'll start drawing a wide circle on the page. Hat what do you? Around it. What do you know about what? she does I know you should be careful she and my uncle have paid people around town any Imperials show up they're to be stopped with yeah Yeah. the Empire's not done too much good stuff for us out here we're starting to see that Mm. they worked a lot of people to the bone I I was lucky. The mine collapsed when I was just still a little too young to start working in it. I, the em- I th- when I I said I your uncle was familiar. I th- think we saw him the other day, but I don't. I don't know what's going on. As far... As far as, um... As far as I know, um... He got pretty badly hurt when the mines came down. As as far as I know, he's, um... He's still with her. She's, um... She used to work with my mom. That's how they met. Um, I didn't know she was famous, but I knew she was out here looking into some stuff. Um, mm. The mines are colla- connected to a to a cave system. She always used to go there to do research. It's where all the cure is. Right. And um, but it took Unless, a long. Unless, I mean, time. I'd heard that she'd vanished, but I guess she was just out here. <laughs> I didn't know much about. It. Her past, but I do remember that she was tired of it. And she was tired of the way that people got treated out here. When she met my dad, I had me. Like I said, I should have been in those mines. By Imperial Decree, anybody above the age of 12 is supposed to be working. Uh, my family covered up for it. I mean, my ma just died two years before. And. Do does that decree sound so, like? Does that sound right? Would Lita know about that? Uh, like that age? Uh, no, because you're not from this type of area. This type of area. Duchesne is a city, right? So like, yeah, I'm like, all, I don't all sorts know of kids work would. in cities, but sending yeah. kids into mines. That seems awful young. Well, that can't be right. It's your twelfth name day. That's usually enough. And besides, the Empire needed cure. It was almost a blessing when the mine collapsed. I mean, it killed the economy, but at least then the Empire didn't give two shits of... Excuse my mouth. Um, didn't care about us. Left us alone. Um, anyway, 
Um, they were working on something up in the mountains. It's connected to the mines, but it's not like... I mean, I guess you, you can go into them now. They're boarded up, but... Um, You're awfully open about all this. I'm a bit surprised you're so willing to talk about it. There's not much here. I, um... You saw it, didn't you? He'll thumb oh through the books and toward the back past where he was sketching before he'll flip a page over where it's been folded over and as he flips it over you will see the distant blurry sketch of the angel yeah that's that's it that's him is is it is it uncle or Oric? I it sure, certainly look had the same face. There's other stuff that's prowling around at night. I don't know what's going on, but I know it's not good, and I know that I can't leave here. Mm -hmm. And but I've had friends that have gone missing in the mountains. From what we know, or what we. What we've been told to be true is that your aunt was an imperial scientist gone rogue. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what I know, but you gotta promise me that you're not here to kill her. You gotta promise you'll give her a chance. I can do that. I would like to that know... That is why we were sent. But... We've learned so much on the way here... That I don't know what's true. I just want to know what's going on. And... Right now, it seems like whatever she's involved in... Is hurting people, but... As long as we're not in danger of dying... I am more than happy to hear somebody else's side. Whatever she was doing, it was with Mama back in the day. So I don't know if these are useful for you, but he'll flip through the book and grab the first three pages there and tear them out. I don't know if these will help you. There's some notes there too, maybe? I can, I can Claudette see. Will have a look at them. To so the spells, like you'll have to reconstruct them a bit too. Like they're pretty damaged, but um, you see that there are some pretty powerful summoning spells. I've got some notes that I'll see if I can find them in our things down in the basement. If it'll help you. That would be wonderful. I. This looks like summoning of some sort. Yeah. And he'll flip back and continue sketching 
rapidly, tipping the book up so that it's a little more obscured from your vision. Well, it's, um... Just promise that you're not going to bring the Empire down on us again. I'm going to certainly try not to. But I do have to say that we left well your aunt might be bringing them down on herself or I she'll point at the picture your uncle while he attacked a high mages in the middle of Taranel in the middle of the main government halls I don't know nothing about that look I'm just asking you are but like if you're agents for them, maybe you can put in a good word for us. I'll certainly try. Like I, I don't know you from, I don't know you from the orphan, but you've got, you've got both got kind eyes. Thank you. I'm hoping that they're not lying to me right now, because all I've got is my dad and this place, and it ain't much, but. There's good people here. I've seen that. It's just, it's hard. We got nothing to eat but desperation. We got nothing to drink but despair. It's a little bit bitter to swallow. Try not to judge them too much, even if they've got knives out. I... I mean, <laughs> I didn't kill the person who tried to kill me earlier. I don't know what happened there. I, yeah, I'm learning the Empire is not always the best for everybody. Not that saying that is necessarily the best idea. Yeah. Certainly not something to say around my uncle. Mm-hmm. Here. Like I said, kind eyes. He'll turn the book around and show a flawless sketch of Leiden's face. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, wow. Um. Stop being awkward, Leiden. It's lovely. It, it, you're very talented. I, um. I. She's not used to that. People noticing that about her. Glad, how am I supposed to say it looks good? I think it says more about you. I'm happy to do it for the price of a smile. She's blushing. <laughs> Here, um, you can, you can have it, and I'll tear it uh, out of the book gently. But uh, I, you, no, you should keep it. Um, I. Oh, um. Get to see my face in the mirror all the time. <laughs> well, fair. Could uh, I have the one of the deer? 
Yeah, you can. Um, it's kind of ripped out of the book now, though. Um, <laughs> well, uh, okay. Um, I'll just put it back in. Keep it, as I keep saying. <laughs> um, Claudette's just going to kind of quietly lean back from the table a bit, so it's just those two there. Cool. And they will continue to talk a bit. Now, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, upstairs. Dirk sets his things down next to the bed and looks at the expanse. It's a fantastic, fantastic moment of stillness in this cold room. Ivy, as you walk in, it's a bit chilly for you. You're a hot-blooded tiefling. Everything is bitterly cold inside of this room. There's frost that's caked on the window, as well as a ring of that pardon me, a rim of that gray snow clinging to the sill. As you head over to start the fire, to start the um, the oil lamp to warm the room, you realize that it's having a bit of trouble. Um, are you okay? Dirk says, kind of taking his gloves off and rubbing. Um, here, let me let me give it a try. He pushes next to you, your shoulders brushing. Just a bit cold. Oh, um, uh, here. Do you want my coat? Or, I mean, I guess there's a blanket on the bed, but, um, sorry, I smell a little like the road still. Uh, yeah, I probably don't smell the best myself. You smell fine. Hey, it's it's blocked. Hold on. Um, and he starts to work it out with a bit of the, the corner of his sleeve and some spit. There. Better. Um, okay. So, we haven't uh, really had the chance to talk since our previous conversation. Yeah. Look, um... Yeah, what do you want to talk about? He turns and looks at you as the light in the uh, in the stove begins to illuminate the room, casting long shadows on the walls and beginning to match some of the heat you probably feel growing. She's going to kind of like awkwardly sit on the edge of the bed. Like she's going to like go to like the foot of the bed and just kind of like okay. awkwardly start to perch. <laughs> Dirk's gonna kind of sit on the ground kind of beneath you, crossing his legs and just kind of like looking up at you. Just gonna like pat the side of the bed. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And he's gonna hop to his feet and scoot next to you on the bed like What? I I don't know. I I thought you wanted to talk to me about something. I was trying to give you attention. Ladies like (laughs) it when you give him attention. Yes. Am I I um, giving you too much attention? I I don't know how to feel right now. Hey, um, it's I'm. Okay. <laughs> I want to tell you. I don't know if you we got the chance to tell you after the craziness of the of the gondola, but um, we saw these really cool th- creatures going across the the cable. They were like these weird sky 
fish that glowed. Oh. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of wish you were there. I mean, I mean, a gondola ride sounds... I know, I know. No, I mean, it sounds good. It's just, just it's, you know, I... It's heights, I know. It's heights. I'm not, I'm not big on... I don't even like being on the fourth floor. I'm sorry. What? No, 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 it's, it's, it, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, just don't let me fall out of bed. <laughs> I won't, I promise. Good, you'll have to hold me tight. <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> She'll kind of like wrap her tail around the other side. <laughs> mm. He definitely straightens up when you do that, just, mm. that's never gonna not surprise me. <laughs> sorry, it, uh comes with the territory being a tiefling. It's okay. It's good territory. It's, um... Look, um, you seem a little nervous. Yeah, I'm... Have you never... No, I... I'm quite what? skilled. Oh, well, um, good. That's great. I am. I am also very skilled. I am. I've I'm a, just never. I'm a one-man army. Never done anything for myself. It's always been to. Um, never, I mean, like it, it's always helpful if you do it for yourself, and then you know what you like. Uh, I've used it just to get information from people. Oh. Would it? I mean, okay, look, um, we don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Seriously, I'm, it's pretty cold and late and we're here for a couple of days, right? So whatever works for you, really, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, (laughs) look at you. I, 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 I'm just, you're really, but if you're nervous, I, I could pretend to have a secret. <laughs> you know, if, if, she'll if, blush. She's like, she's going a, a bright purple at this point. Uh... She'll like chug her bro and then just start kissing him. All right. Full on. Dirk is going to go with it. Road dust be damned. (laughs) Dirty, stinky, Mm -hmm. fun. All right, great. All right, and with that, you push back onto the bed and prove that, yes, indeed, that's a noisy bed. (laughs) Dirk, you can try harder. Dirk's oh, do you want me to roll a check? <laughs> yeah, give me give me a dex check. Or a, a dex st- or, check. Or a con check. Uh, I'll do dex. I have a plus four to dex. I'm gonna spend the crowd my goes wild. The crowd's the going night. wild. I know they are. They've been wanting this. I want lewd art. I want lewd art for our for our Discord. I really do. So I think Ivy's a natural. Would you get a natural 20? Yes. Well, Dirk, Dirk is 
is willing to take levels of exhaustion. So, oh, he eventually gets a nat 20. Takes him like four tries, though. Um, but hey, four tries is pretty good. Like, like that takes a while. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but it is, it is, your night is way different than probably any night that you have ever had. It may not be as skilled and it may not be as fiery, but it's something else, something new and something that Ivy probably had never felt before. No, she because I think never before is there. There is a moment somewhere in the middle where everything begins to change. And it is a simple moment. It is a simple moment of bodies moving together, and then a head bumps into the headboard. Too hard. And then laughing. Both of you begin to laugh. And Ivy is never, ever probably had a moment like that and that's when it gets really good (laughs) (laughs) and as we fade out on this scene we pull the camera's focus back across the rocky plains and the mountain passes of southern terra now we pull back and see the oncoming train from the Imperial Supply Depot. We see the Imperial Imperial soldiers preparing as they run the final checks for the oncoming raid. And we end on one of them finishing the upgrades on their Magitek mobile armor. Do you think it'll be ready in time? One of them says. Don't worry. (laughs) Bitch won't know what hit her. And we're going to call game there. So, there you go, guys. All right, so hey folks, that's going to be it for tonight's Reign of Emerys. We are going to be back next week, and when the plot thickens even more, uh, I hope that you are going to enjoy it. If this is your first time here, uh, this this game built up a lot to this. We don't normally just have the super romance episodes. Well, this is although session nine, so it took us a while to get here. Yeah. Although yeah. that's it's fun, right? Like it's fun having the romance. I I I, I really think role playing games need romance and sensuality. Yeah. Right? Because you get so much more personality out of it. Like, even, like, even lead and scene, like, that little touch of romance or something there, like, didn't have to be more <laughs> oh, than my that. Gosh. Yeah. That character is so precious. He's so yeah. great. And, like, it's such a it's such a human thing that it doesn't even have to turn into something naughty to be. I, I, mm. Oh, God. I'm just like, Leiden feels so bad. What would so Leiden bad. do? I don't know. She's like, I don't. I don't want this guy to die. He seems nice. He is nice. But also, I don't think also, she believes... Like, 
He kind of needs to because that's going to break Claudette. <laughs> yeah, well, we will yeah. see what is happening next game. So, folks, if you like what we do here, Dork Tales is uh, always running new games. Way too many games. I run a lot of games. So, uh, if you like what we do here, give us a follow. Uh, give us a sub over on YouTube if you're watching over there. If you're not, give, give us a sub there anyway. I like those numbers going up. And if you have extra change in your couch cushions, uh, we do love getting subs over here on, on Dork Tales on Twitch. And we also have a Patreon that you can support, as well as a really cool merch store where you can get like a Reign of Emery's t-shirt, yeah. and or a mug, or a, and it or a, all slowly goes towards upgrading our equipment and yep. our ability to keep doing this in higher and higher def. Yeah. Yes. Uh, someone oh. do the t. Oh, thanks for doing the t-shirt store, Amy. Got uh, it. But yeah, no, we've got some new shirts. I have to do the new Reign of Emery shirts because there's some really cool ones that Amy has seen. Yeah, like the I've ones with the, the names that are kind of like reminiscent of like anime from like the nineties. Uh, yeah. so oh, oh, I saw the early precursors for those. They look really I cool. I saw that too, yeah. But like Robin's name is Ivy's too short, yeah. so I gotta make yeah. it bigger. Uh, I said I make... said I've they do it the other way. Yeah. Maybe maybe. I need to I want it to be maybe. uniform. But anyway, yeah. uh mur murder hobos with heart. We'll find out. So hey, uh thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> Sorry. Um so uh, give us a follow. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow night with The Secret of Hexeter House, which is another game with uh, three of these people. And, thank you, Stormshanks, uh, for continuing. Oh, thank you so much. Sub. Really appreciate Aww. it. Thank you, Stormshanks. Uh, so if you like that, uh, Secret of Hexter House is a murder mystery that is finally coming to a close after like a year and a half of for 12 episodes. Ridiculous. <laughs> COVID. Um, and then Sunday night we have Amy is running. That's Amy in the corner there. Uh, is running Hi. their first campaign ever uh, called <laughs> Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Where, hey Robin, ready for some more awkward flirting? Oh, totally. So I'm really excited to be a character like... that's not gonna flirt. It's so good. We can flirt if <laughs> you want, but it's absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Shay is not. Amazing. Shay is. All right. Shay is not. Okay. Absolutely not. So it's going to be good. So Amy's going to be here running at 7.30 on Sunday. So that's uh, Pacific because we're in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and I think that game's going to be about three and a half hours long, something like that. Like it's going to be something a little like shorter that. because it's later. Uh, and uh, it'll be fine. And lots of good stuff. Good cosplays for that one. Um, and we're back on Monday with Ram and the Frostmaiden. Uh, and we're off Tuesday and Thursday next. I'm off Tuesday and Thursday next week, guys. I can go do Peace. stuff. Uh, so, hey, that's going to be it from us. Have a fantastic night, everybody. We will see you next Friday because Ram, uh, pardon me, Rain of Memories is every Friday night. So, yep. much love. Thanks so see much. you later. Bye. The Reign of Emerys is a Dork Tales production. It stars Christine Rattray as Claudette Belmont, Amy Godfrey as Leiden Ann Marov, Caitlin Vinkel as Talfrin Prideri, Robin Holford as Ivy, and Katrina McGee as Veritrix Soulstar. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Resolution by Alexander Nakarada, and our closing theme is Find Them, also by Alexander Nakarada. For a full list of the music used in this episode, check the show notes below. To learn more about the world that Reign of Emerys is set in, check out our wiki or visit our Discord where there's plenty of information to go around. Thanks for supporting this podcast. If you like what we do here and would like to help Dork Tales grow, leave a five-star review, share us with your friends, and leave a comment below. And hey, while we're talking about people who support Dork Tales, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers, our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder, our divine producer, DM Michael Gray, the great and powerful. 
Our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters and Bracarius, are fun but evil Funkel. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Eolus the Forever Cleric, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, and The Traveler. Our level 20 heroes, Jan Clark, who's my, my mom, Bob Kessler, who's along for the ride, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, and Chef Aladeth. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, George Sibley, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundahoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Brady Chester, and Heavy Metal and Tea are very important patrons who donate five or more dollars per month. An actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the CGFX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Arachnikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G, Michael Reynolds, The Bongmaster, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280DTCNerd, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Chris Deeds, Karasha Urquhart, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Malazang, Clay, Andrew Wolf, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Marcel, The Dixon Three, Ash Wolf, Loscrack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Empath Naga, Gaming Hyper Panda, Stuart Tiffin, Mr. J's Comics, Ethereal Ashy, Raven with Bobbles, Johan Fault, Owls, and Bartold. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Just Andy, EJ, an Insomniac Veterinarian, Creox, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, Jacob Embry, Matt B., Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, and Robin Barton. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.